The Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, the 13th chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. He put before them another parable. The kingdom of heaven may be compared to someone who sowed good seed in his field. But while everybody was asleep, an enemy came and sowed seed weeds among the wheat, and then went away. So when the plants came up and bore grain, then the weeds appeared as well. And the slaves of the householder came and said to him, Master, did you not sow good seed in your field? Where then did these weeds come from? He answered, An enemy has done this. The slaves said to him, Then do, do, then do you want us to go and gather them? But he replied, No, for in gathering the weeds, you would uproot the wheat along with them. Let both of them grow together until the harvest, and at harvest time I will tell the reapers, Collect the weeds first, and bind them into bundles to be burned, but gather the wheat into my barn. Then he left the crowds and went into the house, and his disciples approached him, saying, Explain to us the parable of the weeds of the field. He answered, The one who sows the good seed is the Son of Man, the field is the world, and the good seed are the children of the kingdom. The weeds are the children of the evil one, and the enemy who sowed them is the devil. The harvest is at the end of the age, and the reapers are angels. Just as the weeds are collected and burned up with fire, so will it be at the end of the age. The Son of Man will send his angels, and they will collect out of his kingdom all causes of sin and all evildoers, and they will throw them into the furnace of fire, where they will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Then the righteous will shine like the sun in the kingdom of their Father. Let anyone with ears listen. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated. According to Pastor Charles Eust, there is a saying in rural era, areas in the summer. The saying is, make sure you lock your car doors when you go into church. It's just that if you've left your car unlocked, you might find a bag of zucchini in the front seat. Zucchini squash is a very healthy food, but there's nothing that grows more abundantly than zucchini. So gardeners are constantly giving zucchini to anyone who will take them. I thought of the abundance of zucchini when I read again this week's Jesus parable about weeds. If there is anything that grows more abundantly than zucchini, it might be weeds. According to Jesus' parable, a sower sowed good seed in a field, but an enemy came and sowed weeds. Later, Jesus explained that the good seed stands for the people of the kingdom, and the weeds stand for all who do evil. As the weeds are pulled up and burned in the fire, so it will be at the end of the age, he said. The Son of Man will send out his angels, and they will weed out of his kingdom everything that causes sin and all who do evil. They will throw them into the blazing furnace, where they will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Then the righteous will shine like the sun in the kingdom of their Father. Then he added, Whoever has ears... Let them hear. Every gardener knows the importance of getting rid of the weeds. If you don't, 
the weeds will choke out the good plants you want to grow. God also knows the importance of getting rid of the weeds. Many of us are uncomfortable with the idea of a God of judgment, but sooner or later, we have to answer the question, what about the weeds? Human evil is a continuing reality in our world. We see it on every continent. We recoil at the idea of the judgment of God, but what about those weeds? What about the evil within the hearts of men and women, the hatred, bigotry, envy, bitterness, lust, anger, greed, and so on? A young woman in one of our public schools was asked to write an essay on evolution. She wrote, according to this theory, man descended from the apes and has been descending ever since. In our appetite for evil, human beings are still descending. Apes are not capable of the extraordinary evil to which humans will resort. What about the weeds? Our concern today is not about the final judgment that Jesus describes, when the wheat and the weeds will be separated. For us, that matter has already been settled. By grace, we have been saved. We will leave to God the determination of what happens to all of us. God has created, created us to be like a beautiful garden, bearing fruit whose taste is sweet and pleasing to the taste buds, and bursting forth in blossoms whose beauty is pleasing to the eye. How do we get rid of the weeds from our own hearts and become the beautiful garden Christ intends us to be? The first step is to recognize how weeds grow. They grow without any effort on our part. No one goes out and plants a weed. No one cultivates it, waters it, and sees that it gets enough sunshine. Weeds require no labor. That's especially true of parenting. There was once a certain man who wouldn't let his children attend church. His rationale? He wanted them to wait until they were old enough to decide for themselves. His pastor came by one day and said he wanted to take the man to his own home to see his garden. When they walked into the garden, it was full of weeds which were choking out the squash, the beans, and the okra. The man said, this is a pitiful excuse for a garden. To which the pastor replied, I just wanted to wait until the vegetables had a chance to decide for themselves what they wanted to do. Looking after a garden takes work. So does looking after a marriage or being a responsible parent. Be aware of anything in life that requires no commitment on your part, no effort, and no inconvenience. You are probably dealing with a weed. How do you get rid of weeds? You begin by recognizing how weeds grow. They grow without effort. You get rid of weeds in the second place by recognizing what it takes to grow a beautiful garden. And you begin with a mental idea of what you hope to achieve. Do you have a clear-cut vision concerning your life? Successful people almost always have a vision of what they hope to achieve in life. The stories told of a skinny, scrawny youngster who one day heard a coach say, you can, you can be what you make your mind up to be. God will help you. Later, this youngster told the coach, I've decided what I want to be, the fastest man in the world. The coach said, Son, 
that's a great dream, but there is one problem. Dreams have a way of floating high into the sky and drifting around like clouds. A dream never becomes a reality unless you have the courage to build a ladder to your dream. He explained that his dream would take determination, dedication, and discipline. Young Jesse Owens listened to the words of that coach, and at the 1936 Olympics in Germany, he established himself as the fastest man in the world. He won four gold medals and embarrassed Adolf Hitler before the world. A beautiful garden begins with a vision, a dream, and an inner picture of what you can accomplish with God's help. A beautiful garden also requires a plan. You have heard it before because it is true. Those who fail to plan, plan to fail. Jesus talked about a meaningful plan for our lives will include all of eternity. There is an old story about a court jester who was given a wand by the nobleman he served. Keep this, said the nobleman, until you find a greater fool than yourself. The jester kept it for many years. One day, the same nobleman was lay dying. Calling to the jester to his side, he said, I am going on a long journey. The jester asked, where to? The nobleman shrugged his shoulders. For how long? asked the jester. Forever, replied the nobleman weakly. What provisions have you made for your journey? asked the jester. None, answered the nobleman. Then, said the jester, take this, handing the nobleman his wand, for you are a greater fool than I. A beautiful garden requires a vision, a plan, and a commitment to cultivate it as long as necessary. Cultivating a garden requires those daily little tasks that are a pain. But you do them because you can envision the beauty and the bounty that awaits you. That is what disciplined living is all about. Weeds are the enemy of a beautiful garden. Whether that garden is a good marriage, or the sanctity of your body, or your relationship with your children, or your progress in your profession, or your relationship with God, Weeds require no efforts, but they can choke out the work of a lifetime. A beautiful garden, on the other hand, requires vision, planning, and discipline. But the prize is worth the price. So heed Jesus' warnings about weeds. Keep the weeds out of your life. A farmer was out spraying in his garden. A certain beetle was threatening his crops. His little girl was upset with her father, killing all those helpless little bugs. Her father patiently explained that their family was dependent on their garden, and that the beetles could literally cause them to starve. You see, said her father, I'm not so much opposed to beetles. It's just I am for our garden. That's God's attitude towards weeds. It's not so much that God hates weeds. It's that he loves us so much that he does not want anything in our lives that might drag us down and take away our joy. Successful living requires us to get rid of the weeds and to turn our lives into a beautiful garden. Amen.